So our sermon series that we started two weeks ago called The Dash, and it was interrupted by an awesome youth Sunday. So we're continuing now on with our Dash sermon series, and that's where we are taking a look at that little dash that's on our tombstone between the day that you were born and the day that you left this world. I mean, that's sort of the, the sum total of your life is the dash. And, and, and we're talking about what we can do with our dash. And we've talked about that it's about uh, whom we serve. Today we're going to talk about how we give. And, and tomorrow, or next week, not tomorrow, next week we'll talk about who and how we love. But, but to live a really meaningful life, it starts with those three things. You know, I'm up to 120-something funerals that I've done. And whenever that happens, I go to the home of the, the survivors and I sit down with a little pad. And I'm like, I want to hear about your loved one. Tell me about them. And of all the 120 times I've sat in someone's home or sat with somebody, they've never once said, I wish my dad had spent more time at the office. Or I wish my wife had spent more time at work. Never heard that. But, but oftentimes what I hear is, my mom was awesome. I, I married the most amazing woman in the world. I, I was fortunate enough to have the best dad one could ever have. And you know what? When I hear those things, I know that I'm going to hear a story about a life that is well lived. Because they, they, they gave. They lived a life in which that dash meant something. This week we're talking about what and how you give. You really only have three options when it comes to giving. It's time, it's talent, or it's treasure. Everything that you give is some variety of that. You give time to the church by volunteering. You give treasure to the church or to others by giving of your financial gifts, that that God has blessed you with. Or you can give of your talent. Like if you can sing and you sing in the choir, you're using your talents. Or if you can't sing, you're using your talent not singing in the choir. And you should all be grateful that I do not. But everything that you give is either time, talent, or treasure. So how are you giving of those things? Are you giving freely? And joyfully, or are you kind of a grumbly giver? Are you one that gives out of obligation? Or, or maybe out of fear? If I don't keep giving to God, he's going to smite me. Well, well, we'll talk about that. But each one of these dash sermons, we, we take a look at somebody who made their dash matter. Last, the Two weeks ago, we talked about William Wallace, who fought for the freedom of Scotland and the freedom of people. Today, I want to talk a little bit about Oscar Schindler. Everybody know who Oscar Schindler is? It's, it's the, I didn't, never had heard of him until the movie came out, Schindler's List. Oscar Schindler was a German 
He was a Nazi. He was really kind of a war profiteer. He used slave labor to make things. He, he ended up buying an enamel factory, and he used um, slave labor from the prison camp Auschwitz in Krakow. And he also had an ammunition factory. And so Schindler made millions off the war. And somewhere along the way, he decided that he had to help these Jews. And he literally spent every dime he had bribing and paying the German officials for the lives of the 1,100 Jews that worked for him. There's literally a list of people whom Schindler saved. And the clip I'm going to show you is, it's sort of at the end of that. These folks have been saved, the war is coming to a conclusion, and the Russians are coming. And you are, if you're a Nazi, you don't want to be the, where the Russians are coming. And so Schindler is, is getting ready to flee. And so these people whose lives he has saved are gathered around him to say goodbye. So hopefully we'll have sound today. Let's take a look. Give me one. 
one more. One more person. Person stand for this. I could have got one more person, and I didn't. I, I, I didn't. <laughs> So Schindler made millions of dollars as a war profiteer. He literally spent it all to save those 1,100 people. Oscar Schindler actually died penniless, and he was being supported by a group called Schindler Juden, Schindler's Jews. Literally, they were paying for him to live. I'm not here to tell you that Oscar Schindler was a good man. He really wasn't a particularly good man. He was not what I would call a faithful Christian. But the man made his dash count by saving the lives of 1,100 people. When somebody asked him why he did what he did, he simply said, I had no other choice. I had to help them. He made his dash count by giving all he had. And so we're going to talk today about what Jesus has to say about giving. Giving of our time, our talent, and our treasures. So before that, I just, we're going to read out of the Gospel of Matthew, and I just want to remind you that, that there's five great discourses in the Gospel of Matthew. The first is the Sermon on the Mount. The second is his address to the twelve. The third is the seven great parables where he just tells parable after parable after parable. Then there's a discourse on character, and there's the last one, this Olivet Discourse, which is something of um, an apocalyptic discourse. He's talking about sort of a time when Jesus is returning. So he's really talking sort of about the time when Jesus is coming back the second time after he's been crucified and died and resurrected and ascended into heaven. He's talking about this time. And he gives us the story of the parable of the talents. So this is uh, chapter 25, verses 14 through 30. For it is as if a man going on a journey summoned his slaves and entrusted his property to them. To one he gave five talents, to another two, to another one, to each according to his ability. Then he went away. The one who had received the five talents went off and at once traded with them and made five more talents. In the same way, the one who had the two talents made two more talents. But the one who had received the one talent went off and he dug a hole in a ground and hid his master's money. After a long time, the master of whose slaves came and settled accounts with them. Then the one who had received the five talents came forward, bringing five more talents, saying, Master, 
you handed over to me five talents. See, I have made you five more. His master said to him, well done, good and trustworthy slave. You have been trustworthy in a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Enter into the joy of your master. And the one with the two talents also came forward, saying, Master, you handed over to me two talents. See, I have made two more talents. His master said to him, Well done, good and trustworthy slave. You have been trustworthy in a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Enter into the joy of your master. Then the one who had received the one talent also came forward, saying, Master, I knew that you were a harsh man, reaping where you did not sow and gathering where you did not scatter seed. So I was afraid, and I went and I hid your talent in the ground. Here you have what is yours. But his master replied, you wicked and lazy slave, you knew, did you, that I reap where I did not sow and I gather where I did not scatter? Then you ought to have invested my money with the bankers, and on my return I would have received what was mine with interest. So take the talent from him. Give it to the one with ten talents, for to all those who have, more will be given, and they will be given an abundance. But from those who have nothing, even what they have will be taken away. As for this worthless slave, throw him into the outer darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. This is the word of the Lord for the people of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So the word talent that is used here is really a measure of money. It's a pretty significant sum of money. Scholars can't exactly quantify it, but it's somewhere in the neighborhood of a year or more's wages. So, so what this owner is giving these people is a significant sum of cash. It, it's of value. It's interesting that he gives according to the abilities that he perceives, right? So, but when we read this in English, we sometimes think about our word talent. And in fact, our word talent really stems from that original Greek word talent, meaning this measure of money, except for us, we understand it as a measure of gifts of talents, of abilities. And, and that's a fair reading of this in English. It's not just about money, because remember, we can give our time, our treasure, and our talent, the gifts that God has given us. You know, at face value, this parable says that God has given you great things. Go out and use it. Go out and invest them in the kingdom of God. And it is true. And that's what this parable is about. God has done so much for you. God has given so much to you. And really, it's all his anyway. It's just on loan to you. And so when you go out and you serve in the church or you go out and you gladly serve others, you are investing your time in the kingdom of God. And when you give money to this church, let me be clear, you're really giving money to God, not to this church. You're giving to God through the church. But when you do that, you are investing in the kingdom of God. And when you use your talents as a Sunday school teacher or a choir member or a volunteer, 
You are investing in the kingdom of God. This parable is very clear that God has loaned us all of these things as talent, time, treasure, and we are to use them for the kingdom of God. Oscar Schindler got this. He got that he had been given much and he put it to work saving others. It's an easy parable on face value. God has given us much. He expects us to put it to work for him. But you know, I think there's an even more important message in this story. It's a little more subtle. It's not just sort of in your face. But I think the other, maybe even more important lesson in this is how do you see God? How do you view God? The one talent servant said, I knew you to be a harsh man. I knew you to reap where you didn't sow, to gather where you did not gather, where you did not spread things. I mean, this guy has, has a view of his master that really causes him to react out of fear, sort of out of an obligation to protect this. The other two servants, they, they saw their master as just and fair, and one for whom they were willing to work for. And so it begs the question of us, how do you view your God? I mean, why do you give of your time or your talent or your treasure? Do you give out of obligation? Do you give out of fear that if you stop, he might stop blessing me? I'll tell you, I think it's better to give than not to give. But, but if that's your motivation, if that's how you view your God, you're missing the point. We should give jubilantly to our God. We should give with great joy and freely to invest in the kingdom of God. Why do you do the things you do? My hope is that you would recognize the gift that God has given you, this gift of grace, this gift of salvation, this gift of forgiveness. And then in grateful response, you joyfully and freely go out and invest in the kingdom of God. You want to make your dash matter? It starts with giving freely and joyfully to others, to investing in the kingdom of God, to putting the talents that your master has given you to work for his kingdom. If you want to make your dash count, 
If you want to hear the words, enter into the joy of your master, that's how you have to give, freely and joyfully. I'll tell you this, I don't know exactly what weeping outer darkness and weeping and gnashing of teeth is, but I don't want it. I don't want to go where there's outer darkness and weeping and gnashing of teeth. I want to hear, come in to the joy of your master, good and faithful servant. That's what I want to hear. I don't want to hear any gnashing of teeth. So if you want to make your dash matter, you want to make your dash count for something, then you'd better get busy giving freely and joyfully to those around you and investing in the kingdom of God with your time and your talent and your treasure. Let me remind you how much God loves you. God loves you so much that he became one of us, a human. He died on a cross. He was resurrected and he ascended into heaven all so that you might be forgiven, that you might know salvation. I mean, I don't know about you, but, but the only way I know how to respond to that sort of gift, that sort of grace, is to give everything I've got for the Lord, to invest in his kingdom, Make your dash matter. Give joyfully and freely of your time, your talent, and your treasure. Let us pray. Gracious God, what an amazing gift you have given us. We stand in awe of your love and of your grace. Father, we ask that you would help us to return to you what is yours jubilantly, with great joy, with happiness. Father, help us to be one who gives freely of, of ourselves and that we do so not out of obligation or of fear, but out of love out of gratefulness for all that you have done for us. Father, write this on our hearts that we might be a people that give freely and joyfully to you. We pray this in Jesus' holy name and all God's children said, amen.